The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate world. the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I'll make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house. And anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and there you'll see two videos at the top of the screen. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. He had uh, a former Saturday Night Live, I don't know, comedian? I guess that's, she's a comedian, she's an actress. Um, Victoria Jackson on, and that was a, it was a good interview about her life in that genre of stuff uh, as a Christian. And uh, I met her, I met her her husband, I, I, her husband and I talked quite a bit uh, one time when he was up my way in the mountains of North Carolina, and some guys got together and for something afterwards, 
at one of the conferences. Really great guy. Uh, helicopter pilot. Very interesting down in Miami. Anyway, um, that is there if you missed it. Three o'clock. He'll be live in that little area right there. Okay. Right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button. Blow it up on whatever device you've got. And then uh, in the bottom right hand corner, you'll see a rumble icon. You can click that and you can uh, uh, join us in the chat over there. We are streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. We're also on DLive.TV, The Sons of Liberty, as well as a variety of Facebook pages that bear my name, both personal and public. We're also on Twitter at The Real Tim Brow 2. Don't put the N there, put a 2 in its place. And uh, we're streaming live there if you're on Twitter. And then Twitch at The Real Tim Brown. We're over there as well. We're streaming on all those different platforms. Um, if, while you're at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, right up under where we're streaming live, there's a place where you can sign up to, for our email newsletter. You get one of those a day. It comes usually at seven, between 7 and 8 p.m. Eastern. So uh, be sure to sign up for that. And if you want our ministry email, go to SonsOfLibertyRadio.com. And there you can uh, you can sign up right on the front page. You get one of those once a week, and that usually goes out on Saturday, okay? Tells you what's going on in the ministry here. And uh, if you agree with our message and you would like to help support us and keep us out there, whether it's on the Internet, radio, or among the people in the 50 states, you can click on the Donate button and make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. And uh, we really appreciate you guys because you guys enable us to do what we do, and so we thank you very much for it. Our store is also available. This we haven't got to, I haven't got to make mention of this because all the shows have been pre-recorded this week so far, but uh, we, we do have um, a special this week, and this is on the Sons of Liberty dog tags. Now, you guys who are seeing these, obviously these, are, these were mock-ups, okay? So the real deal is nice metal... Uh, thick. It's not uh, the aluminum stuff that they make, you know, military dog tags. They're nice. They're nice. They'll hold up quite well. One side says the Sons of Liberty. The other side is 1 John 3.18, which is the ministry uh, verse of we love in deed, not in words. These are normally $8. They come in silver and they come in black. And uh, they're normally $8. This week only you can save 10% off when you use a promo code LOVE. Pretty simple. 1 John 3.18, use LOVE. Okay, and you get 10% off, but that's only through Saturday night at midnight. So be sure and take advantage of that if you need to do it. Now, some of you guys asked I, I, a couple of things before we bring Lynn on. Some of you guys asked what happened to the Setting Brush Fires channel. You know, I put my videos up there. That's where our bonus videos and stuff like that was. Rumble did it again. I don't know why. Um, the the fire person, the, the, whoever it was, the, the lady up in New York that got stabbed. You guys saw that. I mean, it was it was the Good Samaritan story all over because you saw people walk right by her. You saw people who saw the man stabbing her, had the video up, and they pulled it and said they were going to just delete my whole channel. Well, this happened about eight months ago, too. Didn't have any strikes on it. And so I wrote them. And of course, it was over the weekend, but they did replace it on Monday. So I'm thankful for that. And they didn't even give me a strike. But they let, other, they let the same video be up on over there at Stu Peter's thing you know, several thousand views. And I'm like, how are you taking mine down? <laughs> but you're leaving that up. So they eventually, I guess, pulled his too. Uh, but the point is, is that, you know, this was a news issue. And um, the, the point could be made, nobody helped this lady. They were seeing her getting stabbed on the sidewalk. And then after she stabbed, people walk right by her, just kind of look at her and walk right on. Don't try to help her. Don't call anybody, nothing. I, the hardness of heart of people 
is absolutely amazing. I mean, it just amazes me. The other thing is on Saturday, I don't know what happened. Uh, we do have some things in from Corey Hollis. We had him on about the MF stuff and um, he sent us some product and so we put it in the house and he says you may experience some detoxification stuff which the first night i barely got any sleep uh, which i slept all the way through the night before with just one of the little wristbands but in any case uh, i got up saturday morning and i felt fine i fell asleep on the couch upstairs came down about one o'clock felt fine but i was tired went to bed and i got up and as soon as i set up in bed it was like the room was spinning I went to the bathroom. I thought, well, I'll get a drink of water or something. Just spinning. I got into a cold sweat. I was as white as a sheet. And I went back to bed. I, I could barely send Kate the message to say, I'm just not feeling good. So I apologize. We, you know, we missed Saturday. And she had a lot of good stuff. She had sent me several emails. So we'll pick that up again at some time in the future. But just to let you guys know what was going on, I feel a lot better now. But it was just several hours I had to keep going back and sleep and, and do a little work and sleep and go to do a little work and sleep. So, uh, to get that taken care of. Anyway, this is Rotten to the Core Wednesday and, uh, we appreciate Suzanne Hamner filling in for us, uh, the past couple of weeks, but now we have back with us the Common Core diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm hanging in there. How yeah. are you today? Uh, well, I, like I said, I'm a lot better than I was. Good. And, um, so... That's all real good, uh, the way things are going. So we're happy to have you back. I'm glad to see you're smiling. And we did play your message last week. uh, So people did get to see you. And, of course, I played on air, and I had my computer went kaput, so I'm on the backup. And Hang the, on, I'm playing with the light here, trying to make sure I don't look so white. That's all right. So the... the, the um, the, yeah, it uh, didn't. The sound didn't play. I was it didn't so play. worried about that. So I wanted, to, I wanted to give a shout out to our friend John, who is yeah. usually in the chat. Chat. Uh, John went back, and I didn't change it out because mm-hmm. there was already already comments and things. But on right. on the other platforms where I did it, John went back and added the sound in for you, and he added it in for the kids at the first. And that's okay. what I uploaded everywhere else. So thank you, John, okay. for doing that. That was a big help. Yes, thank I, you. Yeah. I forgot I how to do it. I hope everybody got the message because <laughs> I wanted everyone in the, the Sons of Liberty family to have a very special message that no one else would have gotten. And so that's why I wanted to do that uh, for everybody. So if you haven't gotten to hear the sound, if you can go back and listen, uh, it was all good news. It was It was absolutely just totally a blessing that... I was put where I was put and that everything was handled the way it is. And, um, you know, today makes three weeks. Can you believe that? And so um, I'm healing pretty good. Uh, Still having a few rough days here and there. Uh, But, you know, as far as the recovery process, um, I'm working on the detox. I'm working on all the other stuff that I'm, you know, we had planned to, to do afterwards so that's in gear so yeah it's it's going well and uh it's as far as i'm concerned that part is behind me and uh it's nothing but just improve 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 from from here out so there we are well good good and i want to let you know uh i was trying to open up this this one you sent me on google drive it will not open it just won't open so i don't know if you're going to need to send me the image just however you want to send it but oh it oh that oh that one yeah. image okay yeah. you know what everything uh, else is fine but i just letting you know that one that's 
really weird. Let me see if I could go ahead and send it to you, uh, message, because yeah, I that's know. Fine. Yeah. But if you totally. go, let's not get tangled down. Just as you oh, get no, time, no, we'll no, do no. it because uh -uh. we're going to play no, some video fine. here in just a little bit too. So yeah, we are. We got, what's we our are. topic today? Creativity okay. has been hijacked by indoctrination. indoctrination. Tell us what's going yeah. on there. Yeah. Well, okay. Um. You know, I was. Uh, I think it was after the first time, the first week that Suzanne filled in, I'm sitting here looking through, uh, you know, the social media and I see on some of the homeschool social media pages. Oh, yeah. Here's this article from 2011 about this man uh, who was a doctor. And he was saying all about how creativity has been, you know, taken over by our schools and that it has to be taught. And so now it's being trotted out as a way for homeschoolers to buy into the school choice argument, Tim, because if they buy into the school choice argument, take the Fed money, take the government streams, they'll somehow protect their child's creativity when actually they aren't at all protecting Lynn, their children. how do you teach creativity? Isn't the very Honey, definition I, of creativity that you're creating something, you're being, you're using exactly, your imagination to, exactly. to create inventions and stuff? I, that doesn't make sense. All right, but, but think about this. Think about this. In the Old Testament, when God was getting everything ready for the, the temple, okay? He put in the hearts of the artisans, right? He put in the hearts of the artisans every bit of creativity and knowledge they would need to carry out precisely how he wanted every scrap of that, uh, of the artwork to be in that temple. Yep. So you cannot teach creativity. So this is why I'm sitting here scratching my head going, wait a minute, homeschool, true homeschoolers would understand you don't teach creativity but these people who are are coming along and saying oh well i homeschool in some other form especially since covid would absolutely latch on to this of course you would have a doctor who's tied to nasa no doubt who was excuse me he's dead we so know they're he, pretty he creative was. with what they're coming oh, up with oh, <laughs> absolutely absolutely but and then you throw in the ted talks and you know if you look at the ted talks they are to be avoided at all costs because they are part of the common core machine because they belong to a foundation that is called one in 100k which is a movement to groom teachers and society for what the collective mindset. So if you ever think that a TED Talk is going to be your friend, it won't. So this is just glaring at me. And of course, it's being trotted out basically a month before the midterms. Because again, what have I been saying the entire season, Tim? That the right and the left are going to trot out anything they can, anything to prop up the fallacy of school choice. And lo and behold, here they're coming at it now with a whole new audience and a whole new angle. And so that's why I wanted to kick off what I'm calling Rocktober, because we rock the boat, especially for educratic BS here on Rotten to the Core Wednesday. So that's what I wanted to start everything off with, was this particular uh, article and you can find it. It'll be in the ar archives. It's like born creative geniuses, education and the system will dumb us down, says NASA scientist. Well, OK, first of all, 
you really can't trust a NASA scientist, can you? No, you can't, unless you want to believe in their creative, imaginative fantasy land that they went to the moon. Absolutely, we have that. So in this particular article, it's going to bring forth, oh, you know, here was Dr. George Land, and oh, yes, he was a NASA scientist and all this lovely stuff. And according to him, because he's the expert, I guess, on creative, or was the expert on creativity, says that the system has dumbed it down. I don't argue that to a point, but the point I do argue is that you even teach creativity in the first place because you don't, you absolutely don't. That's right. Okay. So we've shown the article. Now, this particular TED talk that he did in Tucson, Arizona, back in uh, 2011, I believe it was, is 13 minutes. We're going to listen for four key phrases. Okay. And then we're going to talk about those four key phrases or some of them. Okay. Children in a longitudinal study. And if you don't know what a longitudinal study is, Tim, or, or anyone who's listening, it is a study where you take a certain group of people and you go back year, uh, in increments of years or, or however uh, much you want to and study their results. So you have the initial results and then you have like two years later or five years later, or maybe 10 years later. So this is what Dr. Land has done. So you want to, you want to listen for children in a longitudinal study, uh, which he had helped by Dr. Beth Jarman with on that. And she'll, you'll have her business bio as well. Evolution, industrial factories, and of course, NASA. And so here is Miss uh, Dr. Land's TED Talk. Okay, and we're going to start from the beginning too, right? Yes, Because this jumped, I don't know why, but when I pulled it up, it came up from uh, like halfway through or something. So here oh, we go. Okay. Yeah, we're going to listen to the whole thing. Or yeah. most of it, yeah. What I want to do in the little time we have tonight is to Keep share with the you button and it's not changing something, over. an idea, uh, some knowledge that has been the most important thing in my entire life. And an idea that has me totally frustrated and incredibly optimistic at the same time about the future. So to get started, what I would like to do is to do, uh, this is going to be a short presentation, don't get scared. <laughs> but let's start out with the last two million years. And what I've done to make that a little easier to grasp in the time we have is to condense that two million years into one calendar year, just to give us some perspective about where we're going. So we're going to take that two million years and look at it as one Let's calendar. think about that imagination and, and creativity from over two million years. About two million years ago, <laughs> give or take a million, the first humans took steps, became bipedal, started to move around in a different <laughs> way, and began the human journey. January 1, the Stone Age. We spent quite a bit of time hunting and gathering, and it was not until November the 19th that we discovered fire that we could control. He's just making this up out of thin air. There's no facts for this at all. Protect us from predators. But by December the 29th, agriculture had been invented. Oh, and all of a sudden, invented. cities emerged, and people living together and sharing and collaborating. That was a very incredible invention of people. It was an invention of people. It comes out of the ground. 29th of that calendar year. 
On December the 31st was Rome, Greece, the advent of the idea of science, of replicatable knowledge, that somebody could investigate something that nature did, understand it, and then take that knowledge and put it to human use. Big idea, because we at that point could move to 1105. <laughs> he, he knows the time too. Because now ah. people started to gather together and apply those ideas in a mass way. And uh, they could replicate the results of these ideas. And a very important part of the science idea itself is to find something and then be able to repeat it in a very predictable way. And why can't we go back to the moon again? And of course we had to, uh, since we're building a lot of these factories, we had to build factories for human beings too, called schools. So we could manufacture people that could work well in the factories. And that was uh, so extraordinary. So where did they invent factories at? Though, if we, uh. Starting at 11.05, in the last few minutes, all hell broke loose. Oh, yes. And we have moved in such a, a fantastic way during that period. In those last few minutes, think about the, uh, just 100 years ago, most people living in America lived in poverty. Very few people had indoor plumbing. Very few people had electricity. They were rich in land, in the dude. the last 100 years. Good grief. In the last few minutes. They had real money. That calendar year. It's incredible what has happened during this period. Sorry, I think and I'm watching a comedy here. That has produced so much progress that we have now turned success into failure. Now that, in, that knowledge has spread itself all over the world, and people are pushing up against each other a little bit in the sense that a third world country can do just as well producing something as we can. And that produces a problem. And we're, we're now facing a period in history where no institution is not facing profound, turbulent, unpredictable change. And that's everywhere in the world. It's because they believe so the crap you're do, spitting out right now. We have all these old answers, but they don't seem to be working the way they used to. Well, a few years ago, about 60 of the leaders in industry in America got together and started a study to say, okay, with this new kind of world that we have, with the internet, with all the satellite communication, with telephony, there are many more telephones in the world than there are people at this point. Uh, what does America do? And I won't try to go through the whole study, but they, the result was they said there's only one possibility for us to succeed as Americans to be competitive, and that is to innovate, and to innovate continuously. And that's really what I want to share, because we have been looking at what it is that's behind that process of innovation, creative thinking, what we can do with our brains, what is that, the possibilities of that research. He's obviously not using his. these heads of ours. Uh, the thing that changed everything for us in trying to understand creativity is that somebody from NASA came to us, the deputy director, and said, look, we have a lot of people working for us. We need some way to select the people that are the most creative so they can go on the teams that are facing the toughest problems. Just find out which ones lie the best. And you give us a, some kind of an instrument, a test or something that we can give to find those people. 
Uh, we didn't have such a thing, but we developed it, uh, we applied it, and it, it was very predictive. It worked really well. But the idea emerged that, gee, uh, we still don't know where creativity comes from. Is it that some people are born with it and others not? Uh, okay, Lynn, can I, can I pause right here just a second? Sure. I, I, sure. Want, I, want you, I want you to chime in. I, you know, when I, I'm kind of commenting in there, which I normally yeah. don't do. I just let the guys do right. This is such a fairy tale this guy is telling that it's like, how, how do you take anything he said in these first six minutes? They've been nothing but lies. That's all they've been. There's no truth in any of it. Somebody asked in the chat, uh, how does he know this? Was he there at the time this happened? No, he wasn't there. <laughs> he's indoctrinated, and he's, he's as the Bible says, he's deceived, and he's deceiving. Right. And so that's right. that's what's going on here. This is a spiritual issue. And he asked, mm -hmm. where does creativity go? Well, we just, we just talked about that, didn't we? Mm -hmm. We talked about it comes because we're made in the image of God, and mm -hmm. God gives us our creativity. He does that individually. Nobody has it the same way. I, you know, the pictures you see that I'll throw up for the for the show are either something I grab or something I throw together, which is usually a collage. That's yeah. the extent of my creativity, okay? It's not very good. Then you get somebody who's very good, who does like the logo that you see up top there, uh, Eric Hollander. Very good. He can, take a, he can take a picture of a gun that I did. We did a gun giveaway years ago. He took mm -hmm. a picture of it made it like perfection. I, I, I just couldn't believe how good it looked. And he's really right. good with that. Very creative with software. Mm -hmm. But I don't have that gift. So God gives different abilities and creativity. But this guy wants to say, oh, we just kind of worked at everything. You know, we developed agriculture. We, we discovered that. Well, I would say we discovered it because God instituted it. I mean, he's the one who planted the garden, put man in there. But he says, Absolutely. no, 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 this is millions of years ago. We were Neanderthals, and we didn't have a language, and, you know, we had just rocks that we did things with. And It's just, it, it's silly. I, I'm convinced that the old world, the antediluvian world, the world before the flood, was far more technological and intelligent than we are today. I'm convinced of that. I, I would not argue that. I wouldn't, but we need to listen to the rest of his dribble yep, sure. because it, it's very key to where we're going. Okay. All right, here we go. It come from our experience in life. And the idea came up, this, this test is so simple. Why don't we give it to some children and see how they do? So yep. we did. We, we created a, a sample of the American population with 1,600 children. And Started it out when they were about five years old. Look now, at the ages, Tim. Did you, you see the ages? Yes. This is a test for the ability to look at a problem and come up with new, different, and innovative ideas. What percentage of those five-year-olds fell into what you might call the genius category of imagination? 89, wow. This is a great audience. <laughs> Uh, there are some audiences that don't guess quite that high. 98%. We were pretty shocked. Some people like you would probably not be shocked. You probably. I'll bet their solutions weren't like reality so that you are. could actually do them. But, the, you know, the information was so astonishing, we decided to turn that into a longitudinal study, go back five years later and see how they were doing. So we went back, they're now 10. What would you guess? Somebody came on very close. 
right, we stop. decided to extend stop, it for stop, five stop, more stop. years. They're now okay. Did you see that it said the office of what economic opportunity, not education, but economic opportunity? Yep. That is absolutely stunning. Okay, he goes on and on and on. But I wanted folks to see this has nothing to do with education and everything to do with jobs. Because, of course, that's what he said. We had factories that were deemed schools to churn out what? Workforce-ready people. What is our? Uh, what has my research shown that we've been shifting to for years Workforce ready. What did every student succeeds act do? Attach itself to a workforce innovation and opportunity act for what? Workforce readiness. This has nothing to do with creativity, Tim, and everything to do with slotting you for a job to work for someone else. And that NASA is the one that that coined this is an absolute slap in our faces. It absolutely is. I agree. But as far yeah. So as if you want to look at the archive I have for the TED Talk, that was from 2014. And I broke down for you who owns the TED Talks, what their agenda is, and why you should never uh, pay attention to them. So, you know, we have a lot of people who they still to this day will give credence. Oh, yeah, it was on the TED Talk. So therefore, it must be gospel. No, you're reading the wrong gospel if that's what you think. All right. So who was Dr. Land? Okay. He's up there. He's giving that he was giving this talk. He was, you know, you were showing how he was um, uh, citing off all this kind of garbage. He was a general systems scientist and a fellow for the World Business Academy. So you're going to have links to the World Business Academy because the um, the woman who helped him create this longitudinal study for children is also a member of this world business academy so you can go back and look at all their trumped up um credentials and and their supposed work and, and research and what they're doing to misalign education uh, but i wanted to let you know that a general system scientist is one who studies existing problems tim and tries to come up with better solutions for the long-term picture. So you have a general system scientist who's not necessarily uh, educated to teach education. And what does he do? What was he doing? Sitting there telling you how education needed to be run. Yeah. It's absolutely a mess. So if you go to what is a general uh, system scientist, there's a link for that. There's an image that I want folks to be able to see if they can. Uh, now, if you're listening, of course, you can have the link in the archive, but there is a uh, link there. So you can see this image about how they manipulate data. And data, we know, is the cash cow that is, that is attached to these school choice funds. So for everyone who's sitting there still thinking that school choice is going to give you an improvement on 100% freedom 
or give you more leeway to do what you want with your child's education, that is absolutely the farthest thing from the truth. And if you'll notice on this particular image, I don't know if it can be expanded, but you see on the left side, you have all these issues that are showing to, oh, my observation and where's the problem. And then you have this particular uh, black box with, oh, look at the pentagram in the middle. Oh, my goodness. Do you see that? And those are supposed to be all your uh, uh, supposed solutions. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, on the right side is where all the decisions and the actions come out. If this is not telling you in your face that if you're going to uh, uh, subscribe to this sort of the argument for creativity in the name of school choice to save your child you better be very careful because you're already treading on on territory that is very uh anti-bible anti-god and anti-creativity yeah they're <clears throat> they're setting a trap for the people mm -hmm. i mean this is the way the devil works he sets something a trap for the people that makes it look like you're going to be as gods. Isn't that what, what he told Eve? You'll be, he's telling oh, us, you'll be, you'll like be better. Yeah. You'll be smarter. You'll be more creative. You'll be mm -hmm. like him. He doesn't want you to know that. If you just follow what I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen. And every time man takes a bite of the fruit, what happens? He, he yep. does the opposite. He falls away from God rather than becomes more like God. Uh, as the scripture says, that we're to be conformed to the image of Christ, who is God, who was God in the flesh. So <clears throat> to me, I can see clearly what they're doing here. <clears throat> mm -hmm. But for those who can't, Lynn, yeah. that, that should, it should be somewhat simple to grasp. And yet the Bible says, if you're a carnal person, you can't even know the things of God. Not that you you can't maybe regurgitate stuff, facts back that you say, but you can't grasp it. You can't understand it and then apply something to it to discern whether it's good or whether it's evil. Absolutely. Now, you know, the thing about this World Business Academy uh, from their website, Tim, now more than ever, we believe the business community must, in capital letters, provide social leadership as a steward for a healthy planet and for a healthy human civilization. We research, publish, and implement innovative practical solutions for the world's most pressing challenges and seek to define business as a positive, uh, and that's where the uh, picture cuts off, as a positive something or another. Anyway. Uh, wow. Social partner, positive social partner. Yeah, yep. positive social, yeah. Okay, well, that's where they're throwing in education because how many how many shows have you and I done, Tim, where we've looked at the corporate business world and what have they done? Infiltrated education to become a public-private partnership to do what? Align education to what supposedly their workforce needs are. Well, yeah. no, it isn't. It's to, to absolutely breed this collectivism. Now, I said we were going to talk about some of the key themes. All right, we, we saw the evolution. Something you said right there, Lynn, also comes yeah. into the church. Because the church, oh, instead yeah. of electing godly men as deacons or recommending them as deacons or elders, they look right. for who's the prominent businessman. Hmm, right. I wonder if we've seen that in our, po in our politics, too. 
Donald yeah. Trump was put up to you as a good businessman, even though he almost oh. declared he was ready to declare bankruptcy for billions of dollars, and he and just spent us. He just spent us into almost ten billion, uh, ten trillion dollars more in debt before Joe Biden got in. So. Yeah. That whole and who thing bailed is, Trump out when he was a businessman? All man. the banksters did it. All the banks did. That's right. That's and right. If you, and, you know, if you'll go back, what was it, a couple of months ago, where we showed the Trump financial influence map that was off the charts. I mean, come on. If, if you've ever wondered where that money's coming from, it's not just American money. If you go back and you look at some of the research, and I think Suzanne is the one who brought this up, and I can't remember which show, but there's evidence, Tim, that our presidents are not even elected by we the people anymore and haven't been for years because they're picked out over in another country in a business meeting. That's right. People are stupid and think that November is their salvation. That's what they think. And so, oh, yes, we're going to vote red or we're going to vote blue. And, you know, if you look at the meaning of the political colors, which we've done on a show before, and I've shown you That's how right. that is not the way to be going. But again, we've got homeschoolers. And this is what blows my mind. Homeschoolers backing this garbage from the creative angle. Again, saying school choice is going to be my ticket out of the public system. We know it's going to throw you further in. But I want to go back to the, the, the key themes that we said, the children of the longitudinal study. Now, he told you 1,600 children. Would you like to know where those children came from? Please. Early Head Start and or Head Start, which is house where? In the Department of Health and Well, Human I have Services. a question. I got a question for you. Yep. By what standard did they determine that these four and five year olds were more creative? What is the standard for that? He doesn't tell us. He, he just says they were, right? You, yeah, you'd have to go back and look at his original study, which I did not do for the sake of time. Okay. Because I knew as important as this show was to get out before the mainstream. Yeah, you could go back if you really want to, and you can find Dr. Land and Dr. Jarman's study. You absolutely can. But let's think, let's face facts. At four and five year olds, you're not technically in the compulsory education system just yet. So of course you're going to have unless what mom might and dad be, threw you in that pre-K well nonsense or the early head start. Yep. Da 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 da. That's yep. where they got the children from. Was a government-run program, and you're going to skew your study from the start with 1,600 children that are in a system that is already broken and not serving them well, and then you're going to prop it up as okay. Well, here's the marker by which we're going to measure every child in America. You, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why I say I would like some of the examples that he yeah. has that this 90% or whatever it was, 98%, whatever it was, right. of children who were creative or more creative, whatever the case may be. I like some examples. Well, how can we stop uh, pollution? Well, we just shut down all the factories. Well, that, that doesn't seem like that's a... A plausible yeah. solution. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, we just we're going to save ourselves from asteroids. Well, we're going to build a big bubble around the Earth. Well, that's not plausible either. And so, when he says this stuff, we can come up with all kinds of weird stuff in our imagination. Hollywood does it. NASA does it. Uh, mm -hmm. None of it's true. None of it works. And yet, th th that's supposed to be creative. I, I don't get it. I call creation creative those who actually do really good art. Those mm -hmm. who really do invent 
things that can help us as a people to take dominion in whatever area that is, whether it's in growing our own food or, you know, uh, you know, coming together and coming with ideas of how to solve problems. That's creativity. This other right. stuff is, is not that at all. All right. Well, if you want to find out about Dr. Land's study, this is from the World Business. This is, was his uh, obit, or I guess it's not really his obituary. They're calling it in memoriam. Okay, and that link is in the archives as well. George Land was an author, speaker, consultant, general system scientist in 1965. He founded a research and consulting institute to study the enhancement, enhancement, not teaching. Enhancement of Creative Performance. This research ultimately led to the formulation of transformation theory, a theory of natural processes, Tim, that integrates principles of creativity, growth, and change. From these principles, Dr. Land developed the unique strategy, thinking, and innovative processes for organizations. He invented the first computer interactive, um, uh, the first creative uh computer interactive approaches to group innovation, decision-making, and strategic thinking. His exceptional processes are now licensed by over 400 major corporations worldwide. He also taught interdisciplinary science and creative innovative process to the faculties of three dozen universities. Among his articles and books is his seminal work, Grow or Die, The Unifying Principle of Transformation. Originally published in 1973, it was the main selection of the Saturday Review Book Club and submitted by Random House for a nominee as the science category for the Pulitzer Prize and National Book Award. Now, here's where Dr. Jarman comes in with him. Dr. Beth Jarman co-authored Breakpoint Beyond Mastering the Future Today, which was published by HarperCollins in 1993. That would be where you would find the study, Tim. He's also been elected a senior fellow by the University of Minnesota, New York Academy of Sciences, uh, colleague and fellow of the Creative Education Foundation, and goes on and on and on and on. So, there you go. So that's where you're going to find the study. Is this either the Breakpoint and Beyond or the key study with Jarman, which was uh, Mastering the Future? And so let's be clear, Dr. Yeah. Land now is very clear that there weren't millions of years, uh, that there was no creator and all this other stuff. He's very much aware of that right now, uh, wherever he is at. And if he held, continued to hold to this godless view of the world and history, uh, yeah. then he's definitely under the wrath of God unless the Lord sent somebody to him with the real gospel and he repented. Um, yeah. Either way, though, he he understands how wrong he was in what, he, in what his presentation was that we played a little while ago. Right, right. Um, I'm going to give you Dr. Jarman's uh, high notes here. She's a found is a founding partner of Leadership 2000 Incorporated. Her strong academic and organizational interests have provided her with in-depth knowledge and understanding what leads to acceptance of organizational and cultural change. Ooh, bachelor's and master's, blah, blah, blah. She has a diverse background, which includes eight years as an educator, both at high school and university. She was also elected to the Utah legislative body and unprecedented honor of serving under two governors 
uh, at the Department of Commerce, not education, but commerce. Oh, business yet again, mm-hmm. both in Utah and Arizona. Oh, gee. And look at the train wreck that Arizona is for school choice, Tim. Look at there. Uh, goes on to tell you that she has academic excellence in her background and that she teaches uh, unique insights about how organizations and individuals can both embrace and resist change, or in other words, what flavor of the Collectivism Month theme are you going to latch on to? Yeah. Uh, well, Arizona is setting themselves was, up. Yeah, Arizona is yeah. setting themselves up in the governor's position uh, to be deceived once again, too. You've got a yeah. you've got a former Mockingbird Media talk show, or not talk show, but anchor lady. Uh, and if you go back and you start digging, just you don't have to go back far. Start right. looking at what she was involved with before. And then what she cut off in order to gain the conservative thing. Now she's a smooth talker, Betty Crocker. She gives she gives mm -hmm. some good answers. She's mm -hmm. all of that. I'll give her props for that. But people need to do their diligence in finding out. Well, who are we supposed to vote for, Tim? We only got two dog bowls to eat from. Don't Be eat out of either one. Go to the hockey. table, guys. Go to the table and eat from the master's table. When you're presented with the choice of the lesser of two evils, choose neither. Go get some real yep. food. Go get some real meat, man. Absolutely. Okay. Now, here is another article that is a little more recent, Tim. This one is the creativeatwork.com. I want us to go there because this is going to tie in to another of our very questionable uh worldwide organizations okay now this one also gave a very brief description for dr land in his wonderful work in the world of teaching creativity okay all right let me know when you have that one up it's okay up. see the light bulbs and if you can't see the light bulbs we have light bulb moments that are going off and on and we have somebody's smiling face and this is what the research says tim Okay, so if you want to read that uh, very first part, this will go into some of what was on that TED Talk. And of course, there's the link to the TED Talk again. But if you would just read that uh, opening paragraph with those figures for the audience, please. Yeah, it says in 1968, George Land conducted a research study to test the creativity of 1,600 children ranging in ages from three to five years old who enrolled in a Head Start program. So they they were in that. This was mm -hmm. not that they were not indoctrinated. Um, and I boy, seeing this, I've got a comment I want to make here in a second. This was the same creativity test he devised for NASA to help mm -hmm. select innovative engineers and, and scientists. So he's using for five-year-olds what he's using for NASA. Think about that, yeah. folks. Just think about that for a second. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The assessment worked so well, he decided to try it on children. He retested the same children at 10 years of age and again at 15 years of age. The results were astounding. Here's that among five-year-olds. 98% were, I guess creative i guess i guess that's how you want to say it yeah. 10 at 10 years old 30 percent were creative 15 years old 12 percent were creative same test given to 280,000 adults two percent were creative so let's let hang on, here's hang on, yeah hang go on. ahead okay your original study was 1600 right yep for longitudinal purity it should have stayed at 1600 but, but yet, it didn't by it, the adults we've got it up to 280,000 yep you just skewed your own study dude but but if he but apparently he kept the sixteen hundred in the children 
up to 15, 10 and 15. It doesn't say anything uh, different. That's what I'm going to say. So yeah. the obvious, here's the obvious observation, scientific observation, if you will, is the more you put people, put people in the state-run indoctrination centers we call public schools, the stupider and less creative they are. That's, that's the scientific, if you're going to look at this out and yeah. open. In fact, it's so clear, it goes from 98% at five years old in just 10 years. State indoctrination centers make your kids so stupid that only 12% of them are creative according to his standard, whatever that standard is. Yeah, but let's think about this. That every student succeeds that did not just pick on public school students, you know, across the board. Because, again, I just did a show yesterday uh, with a lady here in uh, North Carolina. It was the reason we learned. And we were talking about school choice in Arizona and all this. And it was and I was bringing this particular point up because, you know, it lay it leveled the playing field. And now that we've got homeschoolers whose heads have been turned by the money and the agenda, of course, they're latching on to this kind of stuff because, again, they've bought into the false narrative that the R's and the D's have thrown at them. And that is that school choice will save your child from all kinds of gloom and doom. And no, it won't. But look at the conclusion that Dr. Land wrote that was featured in this article. What we have concluded, this is a quote, is that non-creative behavior is learned. Well, he's spot on on that one. Wait, now what I just said? You absolutely <laughs> did. And you're not a general system scientist. So, wow. I should be working <laughs> for NASA to tell the truth, shouldn't I? <laughs> Holy smoke. Okay. So, anyway. So, this article goes on to ask the question, well, why aren't adults as creative as children? Well, okay. According to Dr. Land, it's all the fault of the Industrial Revolution because we needed factory workers. If that was the only issue, he might have been on to something, right? But it wasn't the only no, issue. No, it wasn't the only issue. It's not the only reason why adults are not as creative. It's because they've been told it's a waste of their time, that they have to go out and get a job to earn the money. This is why we say you hurry up to learn so you can hurry up to earn. Yep. And that has been the government mantra. And that has infiltrated homeschooling because look at the way they are signing up for apprenticeships that are aligned to what? common core look at the children who are being put in dual enrollment which is aligned to what common core for what workforce readiness yeah well you know that's <clears throat> this is part of the thing that we even buy into the term school mm -hmm. um, because the idea is that of indoctrination and what we want to what we want is real education we want to teach our children how to mm -hmm. discover answers for themselves how to find things for themselves um, I, you know, sometimes uh, Denise covers a lot of the, the 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 educating part here in the home, but sometimes my kids will come to me and they go, Dad, can you help me with this? And mm -hmm. sometimes they're wanting me to give them the answer. And I'm like, I'm not going to give you the answer. Think about that. What does it say? Yeah. Now, if, even if you have to count it on your fingers, you have to write it on a piece of paper. I want you to come to that conclusion yourself. Um, and, and if you get it wrong, that'll help correct your thinking. But I want to see what are you thinking here? How are you processing what's going on so that you can discern what the truth of the matter is? Because even if it's, 
you know, most people, I, I want to get one of these guys on. There's a guy who did a, um, a book on God and mathematics. And I think it'd be fascinating for people if they understood mm -hmm. how, what God thinks about math, because most people, most Christians think, well, that's not, God doesn't have anything to do with it. Wait a minute. The whole yes, creation system yes, is built upon a mathematical equation. I mean, all of that's yeah, done. And absolutely. yet we want to leave God out of math, history, geology, geography. You pick your thing. We want to leave him out and say this has nothing to do with God. God is just a spiritual thing where we show up in the in the in a building once a week or something like that, or we mm -hmm. you know hum. We you know that's you know meditate yeah. meditate, which Absolutely. is emptying our mind, which isn't meditating, and do all these right. kinds of things without submitting ourselves to the Creator. Well, we don't have time to go over it, but if you'll go back to that that very last article, can creativity be taught? Uh, according to this particular article. Uh, yes, it absolutely creative skills can be learned, but not by sitting in a lecture, by learning and applying creative thinking processes. Well, here's the problem. If you look at the common core way of a critical thinking, Tim, that screws that all up. And it goes on to show you the three components of creativity in a dried out, worn out, not working system way, not the God given rich way but through the, the dumbed down way. And that would be expertise, creative thinking, and motivation. Well, you know, yeah, God has those woven into the way he has blessed us with creativity, but he hasn't cut and dried it to where it's this dumbed down version. He's given it richly and abundantly. And the last thing that I wanted to show in this article was that it's propping up I B. And if we remember IBM's role with Nazi Germany, if we remember IBM's role with the South Africa apartheid, this is not an organization that really cares about creativity, but it is concerned more with manipulation, control to the point of death and, and, and uh, persecution. Yep. Yep, it actually absolutely is. You know, I got a question in <clears throat> that really doesn't have to do with this. Let me see if yes. I can make it real quick and point this out. Um, sure. You know, again, this is the this is the thing of, you know, uh, not voting, and uh, this comes to our friend Sherry uh, is to is to vote for the evil side. No, it's not. It really isn't. No. Um, mm -hmm. The idea, and, and we're talking about the same thing here. That the idea is this: you can have twenty selections around you of evil. Name, number them from one to 20 as to their evilness, if you want to say that. I want to ask you something. What is more evil? The guy who shows up with his mask off telling you he's a Marxist, he's ready to kill anybody, he's, he's already demonstrated that by wanting to, to murder babies, and then compare him to the guy who has the mask on who's telling you, I'm a Christian. Well, he doesn't even say I'm a Christian. I'm going I'm to use Donald Trump as that. I'm not a Christian. I reject the gospel that I have to repent or ask God forgive me or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm going to tell you I'm the most pro-life president. And this, and We're going to hold over just a little bit. Let me finish that thought, and then, Lynn, I want you to close out. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. We'll be back with you in the morning, 3 a.m. 3 a.m., not that. 6 a.m. Talk to you then, Lord willing. See you. Okay. I want to welcome everybody coming over uh, from Red State Talk Radio. And I, I do want to answer questions from, from people, even though maybe this, maybe this does tie into this and in the fact that he's talking about creativity, and yet 
we've been conditioned, Lynn, that we mm-hmm. can't think out of the box except for two choices, Republican, Democrat, Democrat and whoever yeah. whoever at the top of the, you know, the, the, the droth rises to the top. Think about that, people. When, you, when you're purifying gold or silver or any of the precious metal, what happens? All the crap comes to the top. Mm-hmm. That's what the Mac- Mockingbird media gives you, the crap. I don't know any other way to say it. The dung, yeah. the poop, the other word that people don't want me to say on the air. Th- that's what comes to the top. So, when again, when we're... Stop and think about that. Um, we're not voting for... If you choose from the two people that the Mockingbird media gives you and the two parties give you, and you say, well, we're, if we don't vote for them, we're, we're giving it to the evil side. Wait a minute. Both sides are, are evil. evil. In mm-hmm. fact, I would suggest the people claiming they're one thing, they're for God and country and for the people and blah, 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 while they're selling you out doing unconstitutional spending, engaging themselves in indoctrination, calling it education, and the whole lot of it, they are more wicked than the others. In fact, let me put it this way. When when Jesus said the, the, the harlots and the publicans will enter the kingdom before the Pharisees, I think that's exactly what he's showing because the Pharisees put themselves as they're godly. God loves me. I love God. See how big my phylactery is on my forehead, on my hand, all this other stuff. I'm I'm God's creation. God must be thankful to have me. Remember the story that Jesus told about the publican and the Pharisee in the temple. And he said of them, you're of your father, the devil. So I'm going to say to those who think voting for the lesser of two evil is the better thing. I'm going to say that is something you need to repent of because Jesus was pointing that out with the Pharisees. These were the guys who would have had their mask on before the Sadducees. In case you don't know, Sadducees didn't believe in an afterlife. They didn't believe in angels or demons or any of this stuff. That's why they were sad, you see, right? Mm -hmm. But the Pharisees believed in an afterlife. They believed that God existed. They believed, you know, all the stories that were told throughout history. They honored the prophets that their fathers killed, but they were killing the very prophet of God, the son of God himself. They were pushing to kill him just like their fathers were. So, again, we, we come to that issue uh, of, of what, we're, what we're doing. Okay, good. Thank you, Sherry. Yeah, it doesn't have to be Dem or Republican. There's mm-hmm. 1,100 people for you to choose from. But I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you, if you're voting in Washington, D.C., I'm going to tell you, I think you're wasting your time. Uh, D.C. needs to be abolished. The whole mm-hmm. system, every department, and the whole thing. And guess what, Lynn? I think in, in that one fell swoop, if the states would get together and start seceding and saying, no, we're not having any more of this, we're abolishing right. you, if they would do that, we don't have mm-hmm. to worry about the tentacles that are wrapped around every other department because all of it's gone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All of it's gone. I, I, yeah, absolutely. Well, we have got some really important um, information that was in the rest of the email for today's show. And since we ran a little bit long on some of it, I think what I'd like to do is pick up next week where we have left off because there are some very key stressful points that we have to get across that is tied in to not just the dumbing down of our education and the hijacking of creativity, but the the coming push 
to continue to streamline and reduce the amount of jobs. And so that's where I want us to, to go next week with the rest of the information that was in today's email, Tim. Okay. Yep. We'll so, have that. Uh, we'll have that. Yeah, we, I want yeah, to we, add a couple can, of questions. I want to add a couple sure. of comments here. A lot of people sure. said, it's great to see you back, Lynn. Uh, oh. Great to see you smiling. <laughs> uh, we love you. Um, oh, thank you. Missed you. And uh, there's another lady. I, you know, I haven't seen, um, uh-huh. and I hope I'm saying it's a lady. It has a lady's name here. Karen Peterson over in, in Rumble. Uh, thank you for coming on, Karen. I don't know if you've been on before, but I haven't yeah. I haven't seen your comments. Um, she said, I had to go to two preschool, two times, Christian school. I was three years old and was fix, uh, fixing my dad's tools. Nice. Ah, uh, she very said, good. Hurry up to learn to earn was happening before I graduated in 1990. Yeah. That's just three years after I graduated. I had yeah. three jobs, and geez, no wonder my family is mad at me. <laughs> I, they shouldn't be mad at you, Karen. They should be thanking oh. you for that. And oh, uh, by the way, uh, Sherry, uh, thank you. Um, you know, you guys know I, I don't sit here and beat on people. I, I just uh, thank you for making the point there, asking the question. A lot of people yeah. have that those questions of who do we vote for, who do we support. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you don't have somebody that knows the Ten Commandments and the first to ten amendments of the, the Bill of Rights, you don't vote for them, period. I don't care what they say otherwise. And then going back beyond that, look at their look at their home life. If they haven't ruled well in their home, they have no business in civil office because yeah. the Bible gives us this. Guys, go. Titus chapter 1, 1 Timothy chapter 3. Well, Tim, we're not, a, we're not a electing a pastor in chief. Forget that for a second. God says, if a man can't rule his house well, how can he rule over the pe- rule for the people of God? How can mm-hmm. he could how can he deal with things with the people of God? Now extrapolate that out into the civil sphere because God's told us we're to self-govern. Then He tells us in the home the man's to govern, and he's to be a good governor. And in fact, as he's a good governor, that makes him qualified to be either be a deacon or an elder in the church. First Timothy three, Titus chapter one. And then all of a sudden, Christians want to just chunk it out when they get out in the civil sphere and say, well, that doesn't matter. We can vote a guy who's a good business guy. No. You still look at the same qualifications. God taught us that precept upon precept so that we would elect. Well, I don't want to say elect. So that there would be, if you have government, the way we formulate it. And boy, I was thinking about this thing in the shower this morning. I, I, every government upon the face of the earth has been corrupted. Why? Mm. Because of the depravity of man. And if, if listen to me, everyone, I don't care if you call yourself a Republican or not. Are you out there telling dirty jokes? Are you out there and you sympathize with those who will go and murder their babies? Even though you say you're pro-life, are, are you out there congregating with the LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ community. I'm not talking about that you go and confront them with sin, that you love on them and do that, but are you congregating with them like Carrie Lake was doing before she started running for office? Are, are you doing that kind of stuff? Because if you're doing that, then your elected officials are an exact mirror of you. Do you spin like a drunken sailor? Your, ex- your representatives are an exact representative of you. Do you lie? You're their exact representative of you. Do you steal? They're exact representative of you. Are you godless? Do you spend time in the Word or do you not spend time in the Word? If you don't spend time, you're, they're an exact representative of you. 
And this is why they have become idolaters of themselves. They think they're the end all. They are the law. Well, they think they're the ones who can save America. I mean, if you look at the garbage that is going on about all these rallies of so-and-so is going to save America, honey, only Jesus will save America. Absolutely. That is the truth. That is man, no man, woman or child will save America. and, And let's be honest. God often uses means to do that, which is me and you and the people who are listening. So I... I want people to understand, I'm not here to beat up on you. I got enough to beat up on myself for, okay? So mine is not directed at any one person. It is directed at an ideology that has come in to deceive us as the people. And if we're buying into that, uh, I don't think I'm doing my duty in not speaking out on that. I have told people, I said, I'm not angry with the QAnon people or... Anons or Qs or whatever you call yourself. I'm not I'm not angry at the Donald Trump supporters. The thing that I'm angry is is that the deception that's been put upon them. I don't consider them, them my enemies. I want them to see the truth and the light of what's going on and then act accordingly. That's mm-hmm. the point. The preacher's job is very simple. Uh, I like what a preacher who helped me out in a lot of things and a lot of things he led me astray and I had to dump those things. He said, you know, it is one beggar showing another beggar where they can get bread. And that's what the gospel is. It is hoping that God will do for you what he did for me. Now, some of you are my brothers and sisters, but yet you've been deceived by the system. And we've got to shirk that deception. We've got to hold fast to the truth. And then we've got to obey that truth. Uh, part of that comes through loving one another, as God said in the first and the second table of the Ten Commandments, and then loving God, which is in the first table of the Ten Commandments. And how do we do that? Well, we got to know what that is first, and then we got to do it. And uh, and I think one, when we get into that mindset of doing that, land, not only will we do the right thing, but if there are people worthy of being in public office, we'll we'll see them. We'll see them for who they are, Absolutely. and we'll judge them on their character. Not upon whether they're good businessmen, slick talkers, or whatever the case may be. We're going to judge them on their character. And if they don't have good character, don't vote for them. Don't feel like you have to vote for them, that it's a vote for the bad guy. No, they're both bad. That's the whole point. They're both bad for you and for your neighbor. Why would you elect tyranny at any at any level for yourself, your children, or your neighbors? And don't this is it. why we wanted to spend so much time yes. this year talking about midterms because education is very much definitely on the the ballot. And look at the ways that through the months of this year, Tim, we've pointed out to how they're taking it and twisting it so that they can appear either side to be the savior of your family. And that's just not reality. It is absolutely not the, the the way to go. And so, like I said, next week, we're going to pick up where we left off because, yes, we have some more key things to go over about the midterms. But I want you to go to my Caring Bridge site. We've got an update for the latest healthcare news. Uh, and I want to update everybody real quick, Tim, that um, I am $1,300 away from meeting the uh, next level of deductible on my husband's insurance to where insurance will pick up 100% of what's left 
on the bills. And we need to do that before December because in January, it all starts over and I start from zero. And so that would be all on us. So if there are anybody you know that wants to help contribute with in-kind for uh, supplements or anything like that to help with us or to continue to pray or those encouragement cards, I cannot tell you the number of cards I've gotten, but they really, on the days when I'm not feeling good, I look at those cards, I have them displayed in my library, and those help get me through that really painful day. So yes, recovery is going to take about six months. The bills, unfortunately, are going to be in the thousands. And, you know, it's going to take every bit of of what we can do and then some. And so I know God is moving through people. Hmm. This is a whole big story that is blessing so many different people, not just my family, not just myself. So I just wanted to say thank you. And I I know that the needs will be met because our God is faithful. He's creative. He is is creative in how he meets those needs. (laughs) So however that infrared sauna is going to get here, I don't know. (laughs) However, the the other stuff is going to be taken care of. I don't know, but he knows. And that's the part of creativity I want you to focus on today is the wonderful, masterful designer. And if you can't go outside and look at nature and see the creator, God Almighty, uh, Mm. please keep your eyes checked. The heavens declare his glory, right? The firmament proclaims it as well. All of his creation sings his praises. There's no question about that. Uh, yeah. You get the infrared sauna. I might make the trip up there and, and have okay. this. Okay. Yeah. i tell you what, we <laughs> can just, have a party. I'm, to- I'm totally teasing. Yeah, thank you guys for supporting Lynn. Yes, um, thank you She so comes much. in and she does you know, give her her time. And she, of course you, you got your own show now and you're also appearing at other places. And yep. I think it's great. The opportunities God has opened up for you oh, to yes. point out what's that going was creative. on. Here. Yeah. Oh, Bethany <laughs> said she's going to come jump in the sauna too. Um, so no, in all honesty, thank you for, the, and I can, I can echo what you said. I, I don't think I've ever had such an outpouring of love from people mm-hmm. than I have doing Sons of Liberty. I, I just, I don't yeah. think I've ever had that. I get cards from people. Some of them don't even have my address or they, well, they do. Obviously they're sending it. Right. I didn't mm-hmm. get it. I have people call me. I didn't give them my number and they'll call me and, and thank me mm-hmm. for the show. Um, <clears throat> I, I get people who give gifts. We just had one from our friends up in Pennsylvania and mm-hmm. I know it's humbling. It absolutely it's humbling, it, it, but it, it's it fills your heart with such gratitude it, to it God does. because mm-hmm. He moves upon His people. You know the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. I mm-hmm. hate talking about money. I hate the first part where I have I to know, promote that stuff. I, know. I don't but, like it either. But the fact of the matter is, we live in a world where you have to have that stuff, um, and people are so kind mm-hmm. to even if it's not money. It's yeah. it's an issue of they're so kind to encourage you. And you know what? That's a spiritual gift that's given from the same mm-hmm. spirit that gives the gift for teaching or prophesying or whatever. And I just, I want to say, there's a lot of people in the Sons of Liberty audience, and I get it from some of the people we've had on the show and, you know, maybe like David, David Pruitt at Pruitt's Tree Resin. He said, Tim, the people that call me from your show are some of the kindest people. He says, that says yeah. a lot about them. It says a lot about you and your show. And so I know God is blessing those people um, because they've reached out and they blessed you or they blessed me or 
or in mm-hmm. some cases, Kate. They bless Kate uh, mm-hmm. when she had some difficult circumstances. And uh, so I, I want to encourage those people. Look, I'm not a I'm not one of these televangelists who say you give me oh, ten thousand no. dollars and mm-hmm. you'll get a hundred thousand dollars from God, or I'll send you this sweaty rag around my neck. Or I, I'm not <laughs> one of those guys. I I, right. I do. I literally pray every day because. Like I say, we're day to day. We're not a paycheck to paycheck. We're day to day. Oh no, no, and, and I totally get it. I really do. Yep. And this is, I will have to say, of all the platforms that I record on, this has been through this journey, Tim. This has been the only family who has brought forth Amen. Uh, funding, and they yeah, bear I've the gotten, fruit. Yeah, you guys bear yeah. the fruit. You bear yeah. the fruit, and I don't care what anybody says. You bear the fruit in what you do not in what you say. And so yeah. I appreciate you bringing that up, Lynn. Do you want to take time and tell people where they can find out more about you? And if you want to pitch, pitch the Caring Bridge thing again, you can do that. <laughs> okay. So if you want the absolute latest on my healthcare journey, because it is still going on, you know, just because you get the tumor removed doesn't mean that your your battle is, oh, well, not it's not even a battle, that your your circumstance is not over. It, it You know, there's the other side of it, which is the recovery. That's the caringbridge.com. And I think it's slash forward visit Lynn Taylor or something. I don't know. My daughters are keeping that up. Um, if you want to find my blog, it's commoncordiva.com. If you wish to financially bless, if you don't want to give through the uh, Caring Bridge, there's the PayPal option on the Common Core Diva. And, you know, I've gone almost 20 years, Tim, of doing this research, and it is amazing how God has opened up the storehouses for this time for me. And I think that is absolutely wonderful. And if that's not a testimony to being consistent with what God gives you to do in your mission, uh, that's a big testimony to him as far as his provision. So those are the places you can find me. I'm on Rumble. I'm on the Liberty Bells. I'm on Catching Fire uh, and all the other regular social media outlets. And um, Wait, you're on the Hunger Games? Is that what yep, you said? Yep. Okay. I'm on the Catch. Did you know that that's one of the books supposedly being banned now? What? Yep. Yeah, they don't want you to see what they've got in store for you, do they? Oh, they don't want you to know about the regionalism. Mm. Anyway, okay. So, yes, tune in (laughs) next week for part two of How Creativity is Getting Hijacked. Amen. Amen. Lynn, we appreciate you as always. Thank you. It's good to see you back. Uh, I'm glad that you're doing well. And, uh, boy, we're we're asking God to give you many, 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 many years ahead of us uh, in which you can be of service to the body of Christ. We appreciate you very much. Guys, I'm going to tell you, I'm already thinking, somebody may mention the other day in the chat about a Sons of Liberty get-together, a family, not a family feud. What do we want to call this? A Hatfields and McCoys kind of thing. I don't know. Get-together, something like that. I'm going to talk to Bradley about that. I don't know if he's going to be... I, I can't travel. I have all these obligations that have to be done every day with the website and the radio show. It's hard for me to make a travel. If I travel, I'm working. It's not a vacation. I haven't had a vacation, a real vacation in, I don't know, 15, 20 years? I don't know. Something like that. If we could have something, maybe Bradley's going to have a schedule down here, down south somewhere uh, maybe in South, North or South Carolina, Lynn can come. Uh, maybe I can come with my family, something like that. Yeah, we can we can get down there, and uh, you know, if you guys are willing to, yeah, we can go to my house. I got a big place. Of course, we're going to be outside most of the time because that's where all the room is. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we can do it at my house. I don't care uh, if you don't mind a house that is l- really lived in. I mean, we we open up our house. Our house has been open to people. And we don't have a pristine uh, homes and gardens kind of place. 
but we can we can accommodate a lot of people as far as being here. Now, if you're sleeping, if you're happy on the floor, happy to give you a sleeping bag and let you <laughs> let you stay the night. Uh, but maybe we can do something like that, and we can just have a Sons of Liberty get together. Uh, somewhere here in the Carolinas. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm going to toss it over to Bradley and just see what he says, see what he's got going on in the South, whether it's this year or next year, and um, you know, see if we can do something like that. It'd be great to meet some of you guys um, and uh, and see you in person um, because so many of you have been a great encouragement to me, and I know you've been that to Bradley and uh and to lynn and others that we've had on the show so uh we'll, we'll talk with bradley and see what happens bradley will be, we'll be with you at 3 p.m eastern 2 p.m central sons and then we'll be back on air 6 a.m in the morning i don't know who we're gonna have now i can tell you this Catherine arnett if you remember she's the marine out of japan has some astounding news she was taken to uh court marshal she called their bluff and won she won her case over the shots, right? So we're going to try to get her on. She's still trying to figure out Japanese time for Eastern Standard. I sent it to her. So she's going to let me know whether she can be here tomorrow or Friday. And uh, we'll have her on. And then we'll, we'll see what we're going to do after that. Anyway, we'll talk to you in the morning at 6 a.m., Lord willing. To see you then.